0: Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witchbuster extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from the Auction Community Studios, it is the Wolf and Luke Show on this Wednesday morning. I'm
1: Luke. What's going on, Wolf? What's going on? Are you ready to roll? That is the question we asked this morning on the Wolf and Luke Show. Are you ready to ball out? I don't care where you are right now. Maybe you're driving down the 51. (laughs) Ha ha! Yeah, you can see it's a basin, can't you, driving down that 51? Maybe you're out on the 101. I don't care where you are right now. That's the question we're asking. Are you ready to ball? (laughs) Maybe you're sitting on the 10, and by sitting on the 10, I mean just sitting in traffic on the 10 for no reason. Okay, yeah. Yeah, In fact, probably you are. There's probably an accident, then, if that's
0: happening. No, no, I'm not basing it on today. I'm just saying in general. If you're on the 10 and going less than the speed limit, because that's usually the case Thanks for joining us Okay, nice uh, Let me just say this too Newsmakers Week, great and the first two days have been outstanding I encourage everybody to listen to it on Bickley and Murata I am especially a fan, Wolf Because Bickley and Murata are bringing in fantastic food Oh yeah And it's in the studio And Jared hasn't come running in here to grab it yet so I've just feasted the last two days.
1: Well, you've got a, a sugar thing going on too. You, it, you enjoy sugar, right? It you, was. You I've it. been trying to eat less and less of it, but right. they're just stacking piles of donuts right I, next I, to me. What am I supposed why, to do? How do you say that when there's powder, white powder, all over your suit? I haven't touched the donuts. All over yet. the lapels. <laughs> I haven't touched. And you're it sitting is, there saying, "Oh my goodness, I love that."
0: It is the great it, the problem that I face when uh, wearing black all the time and yeah. eating things with powdered sugar on them. It is. You know that. <laughs> That,
1: goes well. That, that should be your nickname too. Just Jet. We'll call you Jet. So that's better than powdered sugar, which isn't. Jet
0: your call Black. With. That's fine. I'll take that. Okay, that sounds a lot cooler than I am. Uh, <laughs> Nick Rawlins. That's a major <laughs> <laughs> nickname upgrade. Nick Rawlins is uh, is uh, going to address the media Whoa. at two today. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Can you Nick just can you race out there to the press conference and sit in the
1: back and just go, whoa, oh. like you just did? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to hear from Nick Rawlis? What do you want to hear, Bays on right now? What do you want to hear Nick Rawlis, the new defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals, say? He's 29 years old. What do you want to hear him say right now? Luke? Let's play a game right here, okay,
0: to answer your question. How. Long into the press conference, do you think it will take for Isaiah Simmons' name to be mentioned? Mm, if I go, good. let's say it that's starts good. at 2, if yeah. I say over under 205, do you think Isaiah Simmons'
1: name is brought up? Well, might you know, I'm sure he's going to make a statement. Yeah, he's going to say 205. He's going to okay. make a statement. Let's go 209. He's, he's going to do that right there. 209. Mm, let's go 209. Um,. So under would be. Before I'm going under. really okay. I'm going under. Okay. We're both in for under. <laughs> I'm
0: going under. What about you, Luke? What are you going to do? Well, I wish I could race over there in four minutes after the show, so I could just force the issue and ask the yes, question. That's um, not going to happen. No, it's not. I'll go under those as well. You're going to go that's, under. Okay. You ask what what I want to hear from Nick Rallis. That's okay. not the only thing, but that's one of the main things.
1: What do you see, okay. Nick, when you see Isaiah Simmons? That's. If you, forgive me for doing this, but I have to do this based on our needs right now because we are a team, command and control. Um, I'm talking. Talking to you right now. Uh, when do you think Nick Rawlis will actually be asked the Isaiah Simmons question, and where he's going to play Isaiah Simmons? Right. I mean, that's what you're talking about. Well, or about, he could just he, bring
0: it up. He could bring up Simmons. Or, or he too. might yeah, actually bring it up. I don't, don't think that's
1: bef- going to happen. Bef- okay. Well. Okay. Over under two oh nine. Uh, over under two oh nine. Are you under or over? Under. Okay, under. Uh, we're all under <laughs> right now. just gave you a look like, I'm okay, trying to do actual uh, Pixie, work. for the record, Rick, uh, under or over Is right that's there?
0: That's under from Lord. Under. Uh, under. We're unders, all sorry. under. Well, then it's definitely going to okay. be over at that okay. point. I'm going to say the third question.
1: Well, okay, he's he's getting specific yeah. Yeah, right there. I mean, that's that's enough running a Rick. Just, that's yeah, way too specific. Running we're going up the 209, 209. 209 under. Maybe that's the over I think that's right. That's a good
0: leeway to proceed. That's that's what we all want to hear, right? It's not the only thing. Thing, but isn't that the first question you would have? Just just you, Wolf, if, if Nick yeah. Rouse is walking in If I in was here, sitting
1: but, there right there, yeah. and all of a sudden, wow, he's up there. He, okay, we're going to open it up for questions right now. Yeah. Would I raise my hand and say, how do you envision using Isaiah Simmons? That's got to be one of the first few, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick, um, how do you envision using Isaiah Simmons? Uh, you know, Please only
0: do the show in that <laughs> voice from now on. <laughs>
1: It's just so stupid. People tuned in um, for those five seconds and were like, "Who's in for Wolf today?" No, I think that <laughs> I think that honestly, it hurt my throat to do it. It does. It's it's, it's amazing. Everyone thinks I, I like my voice. I fake it or something like yeah. that, and I don't, it, of course. And you guys know that. I just don't project. I don't walk around and project like you do when you're in front of a microphone, ladies and gentlemen. But it actually, people ask, "Does your does it hurt to talk?" They ask me that. All the time. Probably hurts to do the voice you just (laughs) did. That needs to be your alter ego. Okay, right. Juan Rufli. That's who that is. Okay, that's Juan? Juan (laughs) Rufli. Only that when you do that voice, me though. Up. There you go. Okay, look. What are we talking about? Well, we really got to the bottom of some hard hitting issues. In what this are we first talking? Seconds. Nick Rawls. What do you want to hear from Nick Rawls, Basinonians? That is the question. Um, okay. I got another question for you.
0: What? That we're going to get into it later on in the show, and he can't answer this one, so I don't expect anybody to ask this because you can't. Okay. Uh, Nick, there's a lot of free agents on that Eagles defense. Ooh. you Want to bring any over here? Okay, is that what you want to ask him right there? I mean, I know you mm. can't really ask him that one, but if if you're telling me i just he has to answer any question i ask that would be one of them there's quite okay. a it's a
1: big names too on that defense that's good um you know what i'd love to ask him this would truly be my first question right here based on um nick what is your defensive philosophy hmm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got jonathan gannon out there jonathan i love jonathan jonathan's like i'm not married to any scheme I'm not mad. I love that adaptability. What is your defensive philosophy? Because he could go in a lot of different directions right there, could he not? And that's what we want to do. We want to, metaphorically speaking, put Nick Rollis on the couch and ask him a question. Where are you going to go? And I say, Where is your defensive philosophy? What is it, Nick? Um,. That is gonna be really interesting. That would be my first question to us. See how he answers that question. And then I would say, are you going to be more aggressive than J G? Jonathan Gann. Oh, that's interesting. Are you gonna be going more to aggressive? More, yeah, okay. Okay. Would he's, you say you are more aggressive than J G. He's
0: in a really interesting spot to you know, this is if you take your your anybody driving around your Cardinals fandom out of it for a second if you just look at Nick Rallis where he is in his career I mean the guy's only 29 and he's stepping into a position where he gets to coach up a young defense that has a lot of talent and I think anybody I think we can all agree the Cardinals the young players they have some good talent I shouldn't say a lot but they have some some there's some good talent on this team he's stepping in that's going to be his first defensive coordinator role and the head coach is somebody that he's really comfortable with mm-hmm. that is also kind of stepping into a new role for themselves. So it's just, it's not, he's not like the new guy. You know what I mean? He's, he's surrounded by people the, on the coaching staff that he's comfortable with, and he's got some good young talent to work with, which is good because anybody
1: that's been in the league for five years is older than him. Yes. So for the record, his there it is. His defensive philosophy, that's going to be my first question. And then it's going to be, are you going to be more aggressive than JG? <laughs> right? Would you say you're more aggressive aggressive does jg go no 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 nick let's settle down over there okay we're only rushing four we're rushing four we're dropping seven are you going to be more aggressive are you going to yeah are you the guy that needs to the bridle <laughs> metaphorically speaking right are you that guy that would be number two and number three would be the the isaiah simmons question oh that would be third on that your would list. be number okay, three. Yeah, oh, yeah uh, that would be no for me i'm saying they're gonna ask i, you I know
0: figured you ask. were gonna have a defensive philosophy question and they were which is a good question, because I think people just assume, well, you know, he's Jonathan Gannon's guy. He's just going to do the exact same thing Jonathan Gannon did. Maybe yeah. maybe while he was there, he was like, boy, I sure like what, what John does a lot, but I'd be blitzing right here. I'd be yeah, blitzing you here. Know, maybe I'd be
1: a little more of this. People that are young and crunk right now, they're going to ask him the question. They're going to ask him about Isaiah Simmons. See, you know, I would have to do the old voice. if I. What's your gay fashion philosophy? <laughs> Um. Yeah, I would have to go with the old. <laughs> no, you have to. He is, right as you say, and I don't even um, think this is
0: right. Young and crunk. <laughs> well, he's twenty nine.
1: So. Well, he is twenty nine, and I, I think he's going to be asked that question before the two oh nine. You've lied the whole time. Your po-
0: first question would be, uh, how well do you know Mike Zimmer? Now, you know uh, well, that would be your question. You know, I,
1: okay, but um, I just forgot it. Yeah. Lying is a little strong. <laughs> you misled the audience, um, but nobody bought it. How's that? And how about? Uh, I think I would wrap it up with asking Nick if how does it, how does he like actually being younger than some of the players that are out in the field. That's <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Boy, more on this as the show unfolds. Worked for Sean McVay, but
0: uh, you know. <laughs> Not everybody's Sean McVay. We'll see. We come back. Let's talk a little. Sean McVay right now, How, I wish if I time had some. Okay. I just, I'll play it during the break. We'll okay, hear play. 10 hours of content in four McVay. minutes. <laughs> How is uh, Kevin Durant going to mesh with the Suns roster when he gets on the floor? That could be in two days. Uh, we got a little more insight into that, and we'll play some of it for you and react next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. There was a sense of inevitability, I think, around the net and around Kevin Durant
2: that this day was coming. You know, that Kevin Durant was planning to, to ask for a trade. I believe today that Durant is going to ultimately be a Phoenix Sun. But so how does that happen? I'm hearing that Kevin Durant is expected
0: to be in the Valley tonight. The market, I think everybody imagined, would be there. And for a
3: Kevin Durant trade, wasn't there. I think we should brace ourselves that when we get to uh, the end of September that Kevin Durant could be on the net. Any chance of Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns is basically on life support. <laughs>
2: Breaking news at 1:15 a.m. East Coast time. Adrian Wojnarowski says
0: the Suns are nearing a deal to acquire Kevin Durant from the
3: Brooklyn Nets. Ready or
2: not,
3: here I come. Suns
0: fans, let's welcome to the Valley one of the newest members of the Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant. was waiting for more audio. That was my (laughs) big in right there. (laughs) All right. How about this, Wolf? If Kevin Durant makes his debut on Friday, yeah, we are 57 hours and 45 minutes away. First of all, I, 43 I now, actually. Okay, great. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, I And I, we're just assuming right now he's going to play Friday, right? We're all assuming well, that. Said, look I around the if. room right now. Right. Look around. We're all assuming it. Even the people out in the newsroom shaking their heads, nodding. Yes, we're all assuming he's going to play Friday. Well, here, let me play this. Uh, Even though nobody has said that. Nobody has said that. And
0: so let me play this. Uh, this is Brian Winhorst on the Hoop Collective today.
2: Not 100% sure Duran is going to. A- come back for Friday's game against the Thunder at home. Um, He kind of was hedging a little bit um, and talking to some folks in the organization. They're not sure, although it seems unlikely that he's going to be able, you know, because you want a scrimmage and then you want to see how you react to a scrimmage. They're not practicing until Thursday. Seems like it might be tough for Friday. Uh, I'm planning on going out to Phoenix um, for the game on Friday, so we'll see if I'm seeing Durant or not. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right, so wow. 96
1: hours and 42 minutes till Sunday when they play Milwaukee. <laughs> We're all assuming that right now, and that's dangerous. That is a dangerous territory to be in right now, assuming that he's going to play. Well, here was Al McCoy from Bickley and Murata earlier this morning.
2: Well, I think everybody is, and obviously it would be a disappointment if KD doesn't play. Uh, I was kind of surprised
0: that uh, he would play with the next uh, I think four games on the road that maybe he'd rather get ready on the road. But I think uh, all the uh, fans, the pressure, everything is looking to Friday. And so I'm assuming that Durant will play on Friday night. There you have it. Well, right if says you play, he's got the there too. How y'all
1: feel? That was my point no, right
0: there. We're here. back to 57 hours and 40. Either way, it's either fifty-seven forty-two or
1: 96 42. Okay, and because of that, I, I think we continue to play the KD open right there until he actually plays. Until he plays, a game. plays yes. Until he plays again.
0: Honestly, I would say this if he if he doesn't play on Friday, we just let that run nonstop all weekend. <laughs> just blow out all the weekend.
1: Put it on a loop yeah. right there. So, you know, that's not a bad <laughs> way to actually drive people insane. That's you remember? Not bad. What was it?
0: Uh, I think it was. When baseball had their like work stoppage, there was some station in Cleveland that just played "Put Me in Coach" for like a week and a half on yeah. a loop. Oh man, as if Stop to punish it. their own listeners, man, that's I guess just brutal. Right well, here, here's more from Brian Windhorst on the upside that the Suns have now.
2: But the Suns, uh, Kirk, I think, are going to be in a fascinating situation with the lineup that they're going to deploy. They've already been one of the league's best teams with you know when they're all healthy, and now they trade two of their starters, Bridges and Cam Johnson, bring in Durant to pair him with Booker on the wing. The possibilities of what this team can do offensively are incredible.
1: Yeah, they are. They really are. Did you actually hear what... um what Arenas, Gilbert Arenas was saying about him? Did you Uh-oh. hear it? Uh, no, oh, I didn't. Goodness. Gilbert Arenas, you never know what he's going to say. That was mild right there compared to what Gilbert Arenas was saying about the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, he said, "Chip, Chip with the dip." <laughs> 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 now you're going to be saying that. Chip, all, Chip all with all the dip, all, man, all it was so good. good. <laughs> it was Mason on three. I mean, that's good. Chip, Chip with the dip. I. I he says, "I don't even know why we're playing." This is not even a question. You have Durant and Devin Booker. That's, that's capable of 50, 60, 70 points. Both half-court players. Both mid-range players. Both players you can't actually play one-on-one. They'll eat you alive. This is what Gilbert Arenas was actually saying. Think about
0: that. That feels like skipping steps, Gilbert. <laughs> we have a, a staunch no skipping step policy. Can
1: we get Can we get Greg Popovich on tape saying, don't skip steps? Well, we have Monty saying
0: it from Pop. I, I know. But here's the thing. Can we'll, we get Pop? Just uh, Let's allow ourselves to go down this path for just five seconds, okay? And hopefully Monty Williams isn't listening. What Gilbert Arenas just said... They obviously can't think that way. But it is entirely possible now that we're looking back in a few months like, what were we worried about? This is absurd that they have Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, in this moment right now, I get it. The Phoenix Suns have never won the title. Sports fans here have been beaten down over the last few years. We have one title among the four majors. I get all that stuff. And and nothing is given. And there are some very good basketball teams in this league. Um but it is possible we're looking back to summer like... Uh yeah, obviously the Suns were gonna win it. Yeah. They're they're so much more talented than ninety
1: five percent of the league now. Listen, I'm terrified right now. I really am, and I'm not part of that horrified family. <laughs> I'm not part of that family whatsoever. Um but right now, uh, just listening to people like Gilbert Arenas and what he was at. He went on. Can I can I dramatically read this? You reading Gilbert um, Arenas' quotes is my favorite thing, that I didn't this? know I needed. Gilbert went on to say this, based on they were having trouble scheming just for Devin Booker himself. Now you just added arguably the best score in today's game right now. Then you have, who can argue, the best assist to turnover ratio guard in NBA history. And Chris Paul, if they don't win the blanking, you know, what well, I mean, it is Gilbert okay. Arenas? I mean, he, he said that <laughs> this would be the biggest failure for Kevin Durant. All right. (laughs) Okay. Gilbert, this is, you know what? It's amazing because. Raise the bar a little bit higher. Even though he did, even though, Basinonians, he did, he, he, he used a lot of words there articulating what a lot of people have said and believe about the Phoenix Suns right now. My biggest concern is that the players listen to this stuff. But listen, I know Kevin Durant is so good, Devin Booker's so good, Chris Paul. They better have a conversation inside that locker room and I guarantee you they are. They will. And and so here
0: here's the thing. My my I hear what you're saying, and that should be a concern, and specifically in the locker room, they gotta talk it out. My biggest concern with this team is just can they get healthy and stay healthy? That really is it. Because what you're saying, while I, I think that applies most of the time. To this group in particular, after what happened last season, I don't think they're going to take anything for granted. The way last season ended was so humiliating for Suns fans and for anybody that was on that team last year. For Devin Booker, for Chris Paul, and I know a lot of those guys aren't on the team anymore, but you know DeAndre Ayton as well. And anybody that was on that team last year is not going to just assume they've won the title this year. So your other main piece that is here that wasn't on that team is Kevin Durant... And he's coming from a, a situation where everybody thought Brooklyn was going to win titles a couple years ago. And what do they play, 16 games together, the big yes. three? So I don't think he's going to take anything for granted. So I do think in this situation, well, that's something you have to guard
1: against, to me the bigger concern would be injuries. You know, here's the thing that does worry me, concern me just a little bit, just a little, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I know they're going to have the conversation. But town criers, you know what town criers are, right? Basinonians owning's back in the Middle Ages. They had town criers who would walk square to square, literally walk into the square, and they would make proclamations so that the public could actually hear it. And then it was your duty, if you heard it, to pass it along to anybody that you came in contact with. A town crier, he would go square to square saying that. And that's, that's what I, I feel like is needed right now inside that locker room somebody that's going to step into the middle of the square and say the only thing that can derail this is our own complacency and this is a conversation. I, I'm one of these people, you know, Basin Orneans, you got to talk about stuff like this. you got to talk about issues right now. There are people that are out there, metaphorically speaking, that are grave diggers, right? If you've got a problem, bury it. Just bury it. Just go ahead and bury that. Oh, there it is. Now we, we've got that buried. Oh, there's another. Bury this issue over here. Get the shovel out, and there's dirt flying all over the room, right? Sounds healthy. I'm just saying, this is one of those deals. Forget about that. This has got to be a conversation that is had in front of the entire locker room. And if we are going to play this out for a second, if we're going to get a little,
0: um, we're going to allow ourselves to look at how good this team might be. Look at the other. There are good teams in the league this year. Denver, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia has really picked it up lately. Three of those teams are in the East. There's a couple other ones. But Denver as great as they've been this regular season. Does any Suns fan after what happened last year really care what a team does in the regular season? I look at Denver and I'm like, yeah, cool. That was the Suns last year. Show me what you're going to do in the playoffs. Like Denver's a good team. I don't look at them and be like, oh, they're they're the Suns can't beat them. Uh, I don't care about the regular season anymore after what happened last year. Last year was 64 wins, and it got the Suns nothing in the playoffs. Yeah, the I'm, year before Utah best record sure. in basketball, it got them nothing, and they've dismantled their team. So, as impressive as Denver has been,
1: I got to see it in the playoffs from them. Yeah, it starts with a thought, though. It starts with a thought, and then you've got to have words, and then you've got to talk about it. You've got to talk to everyone else. You know what? To sum up, sum up this beautiful part of the program by saying, "Don't let it go to your head." <laughs> I've heard that before uh, Text us your thoughts The FanDuel text line At
0: 620-620 right now When we come back What does Darren Urban Think of the Cardinals New offensive and defensive Coordinator hires We're going to ask The senior writer For azcardinals.com next It's Wolf and Luke On Arizona Sports The local sports leader
1: Nobody pray for me Wolf,
0: me. And Luke, Arizona Sports, yeah, the yeah. local sports hey, leader. Hi, right, welcome back to the show. The Cardinals are going to introduce new defensive coordinator Nick Rallis today at 2. And then Drew Petzing tomorrow at 2. Wolf. But uh, we can't wait till 2. So we're going to talk to Darren Urban, senior writer for azcardinals.com, joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Darren, what's going on? Gentlemen, how are you? Doing great, hanging in there, man.
1: How about you, Derb? It's been busy. Okay, you can well imagine. So, <laughs> when you think of everything that has transpired, especially in terms of Jonathan Gannon being hired as the head coach, your your first thought on Jonathan Gannon?
3: My first thought is is what a lot of people have talked about his energy is apparent Uh, it is there with or without the cameras uh, because I've seen it and uh, I think the enthusiasm is is something to to behold now again what happens when players are here how that translates to the field into games that's all remains to be seen but I, I have no I have no doubt that there is a belief, Jonathan Gannon has a belief in himself and in the people that he's putting around him, and uh, and that's going to push them forward in this early stages
0: talking to Darren Urban of azcardinals.com uh, Darren this is at least if you look at just the head coach offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator gotta be the youngest trio uh, maybe in NFL history, either way it's young <laughs> you have a 29 year old, a 35 year old and a 40 year old as, uh, as your head coach OC and DC um, what do you think that potentially does? I know there's no way to know for sure but I mean the Cardinals, at least the guys that we know will be back next year that's a pretty young group as well
3: Yeah, I mean it, it is young and and a lot of the guys that are are being reported to be added to the staff are pretty young. Um, how that dynamic plays out in the locker room, in the meeting rooms, I mean, I guess we will see. And, and maybe that's even a question better served for Wolf because I don't know how you react if you're a player and you see somebody at that age. Even if you're younger than those guys, you know, do you, do you wonder about the experience part of it? I, I can tell you that I, I can see it going obviously both ways. I, I, I again, if you know what you're doing, I don't think age. Has to play a giant factor in it, and it's not like one of the things people kept talking about with Cliff Kingsbury is is not only was he younger, but he didn't he hadn't coached in the NFL. These guys have coached in the NFL, yeah. Uh, so I, I do think that makes a difference. I talked to Nick Rollis yesterday, mm-hmm. and one of the things he was saying to me was that hey, you know, I worked under Mike Zimmer, and you know whether you like <laughs> it or not, when you're around Mike Zimmer all the time, you're going to absorb some of that. So you know how much of that plays out? How much does actual experience matter when there's two minutes left in the game and you're having to make a call under under duress? You know, does that change some things? I mean... You got to get somewhere somehow. Um, And whether if you're Nick Rollis and you're DC at 29 or or Drew Petzing at 35, I mean, if you're smart enough to get to that point right now, you know, more power to you. And then we will see exactly what that means again in games. For me,
1: Derb, um, just listening to Jonathan Gannon, um, yes, he's 40 years old. Yes, he's coming from a very progressive. Uh, organization with the Philadelphia Eagles offensively and defensively, of course. But I, I heard an old soul <laughs> when I listened to him talk about the game. Um, your impressions of Nick Rollis as you were talking to him, tell me what your impressions of him were.
3: I mean, uh, again, I, I think he's another guy who I'm talking to him and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how this is going to play out, but he absolutely has the confidence in himself that he is in the place he should be right now. Not saying that if he hadn't been become a defensive coordinator right now, he'd be moping around saying, how did I get screwed out of something? But I have no doubt in my brief conversation with him that he believes that he is going to be able to do the job. Uh, And so, I think ultimately that confidence means something. Now, again, it's got to it's got to go hand in hand with all this other stuff. They've got to have the right personnel, and uh, you know, as you guys know, if you have some success, that's going to help. And if you don't have success, you you know, you start you battle. You might be battling some of that mentality that you're you're going to have to get on board with. But I I think. As, as a man, as a coach, he is going to be in a place... Another story he told me, and again, I didn't talk to him for very long, but even at 29, he had previously already been in his downtime. He's like, when I'm working, I'm working. And he, he sounds like another workaholic coach, which is what they all are. Um, but he's like, when I had downtime, I was mentally... Prepping and taking notes and getting notes together for when this time came. Mm. He's already been thinking about being a defensive coordinator, and if he became a defensive coordinator, how he would handle it. It's not like, as he told me yesterday, I've been preparing for this. I'm prepared to be this. So we'll see what that means. Mm-hmm.
0: Talking to Darren Urban of azcardinals.com. Darren, your story up there uh, yesterday when you're talking to, to Nick Rallis and, and Drew Petzing, uh, you know, Petzing talked about Kyla Murray a little bit, and it just, throughout the whole process, who knows what was true and what wasn't true in terms of you know what other coaches chose to do or not do. But what stands out to me with Jonathan Gannon and Drew Petzing is that it seems like Kyler Murray was a selling point to them, which is kind of what it should be when you're talking about number one overall pick and a guy that was really good up until last year. What was your impression of
1: Drew?
3: You know, an, another, I, I didn't get to talk to him as much as I did Nick. I, I will say that he comes across as uh, smart. Um, He's another guy who I don't think is going to be apologizing for being an offensive coordinator even though he's 35 years old. I think he feels like he's put in some time. He's prepared to do this. Now, he understands that his job is going to start and be measured upon what happens with him and the quarterback. But he also said like, it's hard for me. I've looked at film and I've seen what he can do and we can talk about all this on paper, but ultimately it's going to be about his and I relationship and our communication. And he just hasn't had time to work with Kyler yet. And so it's going to be hard to really, for him to get a handle on exactly where that goes until he gets to do a little bit about that. Um, I think again we all know where the how this team stands offensively It's you You mentioned the quarterback and, and how important he is uh, yes and Jonathan Gannon was was quoted I think by Peter King about I wouldn't have taken this job if, if Kyler hadn't been there and, he, and I, I saw some people interpreting that as the only reason he, he wanted Kyler Murray and nobody else and I interpret that as the reason the job was enticing was because there was a quarterback in place, an elite quarterback in place as, as he saw it and so that's the kind of that's that's who the Cardinals needed. You can argue all you want about what you think of Kyler Murray, but he wasn't going anywhere. So they needed somebody coaches that were willing to be all in with this quarterback yeah. because this is going to be the quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah, on that note right there, Durb, do you think that Kyler Murray is ready to go under center as much as what Jonathan Gannon made it sound?
3: That that I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I went back and looked. Craig Greedle helped me out with this, but I went back and looked at some quotes that Kyler had early last season. And when he was asked about it directly, he said, "Look, if they want to, if that's where they need me, if that's where they want me, I'm willing to go there." Yeah. Well. You're going to have a coach that now is wanting to do it. I mean, I I don't know. There's a lot of speculation of why Kyler wasn't under center. You know, was it Kyler? Was it Cliff? Right. I, I know one of the first interviews Cliff did at the owners meetings when he got hired in 2019, somebody asked him about the shotgun. And the quote that always stuck with me from Cliff was, I don't see anything you can do under center that you can't do out of shotgun. Now, you can argue that point, but that was Cliff's mindset. So if... If Kyler didn't want to be under center a lot, I I think he had a coach that kind of felt the same way. So we'll we'll see where it goes now.
0: Darren, great stuff as always, man. Thank you for the time. I know you're busy right
3: now. All right, see you guys. Thank Thanks you. A lot.
0: That's Darren Urban of azcardinals.com right there joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. We come back. We'll switch gears back to basketball because well, if we continue to learn more and more about Matt Ishbia, and he is confirming. He sounds like at least he's everything you want in an owner. We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hi, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke on a Wednesday morning. Still don't know when KD's coming back. Based on the uh, audio we heard earlier, Brian Windhorst is coming out here for the game on Friday. Just didn't seem all that convinced he was playing. Al McCoy sounded like he thought he would. That's know. not getting late.
1: <laughs> i'm just
0: saying that i could have I know literally said, said anything in the last 30 seconds you did
1: exactly right you're right i could I have said have your car's being towed <laughs> right now i can what? see it um, I, i'm sorry it just it sounds exactly like getty Lee, and it isn't it is not how many people sound like getty Lee, ladies and gentlemen raise your hand if, there, if you think there's not a lot of people who sound like Getty Lee,
0: I thought you meant raise your hand if you think you sound like Getty Lee. No. Okay. Two. There's two. There's two people.
1: And once again, what is this from? Coheed in Cambria. Yeah. Yes. This guy is. <laughs> I gotta hear more of this stuff. Okay. What's your point, Luke? What I don't even remember. But about?
0: I know you need to keep talking because I couldn't get the story to
1: open. All okay. Right. I, got, <laughs> I got it. We're good. We're Turn good. that off right there. Pretty cool, is it not? It's a basic
0: audience.
1: Steady to be. Do
0: you think he talks like that, too? I... Uh, doubt it. Like if he's going through the drive-thru? Is he no, I, I, I can't even so. do that there's, voice. I'm not try. No way.
1: Can you imagine? <laughs> Why don't you try it? Go ahead and try that voice. Especially Ben Affleck was the guy <laughs> in your order. That's a commercial. That ben Affleck Seriously, running the drive-thru cool.
0: and the guy from Coheed and Cambria <laughs> trying to order stuff in the drive-thru.
1: Ben, you look just like all the dudes that are okay. What's Welcome right? to Dunkin' and New Special. Dunkin' Run,
2: medium or large coffee. Get a donut for an incremental dollar. How can it be this inexpensive? and good I was going to have to just give you 10 munchkins you look a little lost one second I'm trying to find the bagels (laughs) do I look familiar? Oh. should I be in it or do you want want just a self-portrait what are you doing Is this what you do when you say you want to work all day? I, I
3: gotta go guys Grab me a
1: glaze.
0: <laughs> he just went full goodwill hunting in I'm that, I'm sorry, too.
1: man. That was the best. That was the best. The best Super is when ball, he starts with right Welcome to I'm Duncan. Sorry. Have you ever seen The Town? <laughs> no. You haven't seen The Town? No. With Ben Affleck. He I plays a guy from Boston. Town. No. Believe it or I not. Seen, not. You, seen, you, I see, have, you would like The Town. The listen, Town's good. I'm too busy writing things and <laughs> listening to music. Okay,
0: well, write the sequel to The Town. Okay,
1: all right, great. But You're going to have to watch the first one first. This
0: is Matt Ishbia. Since that was the uh, initial point of the uh, conversation here. This is when he joined us last week. Let's start there. And well, if I should say this. Uh, Matty-ish. Didn't realize as we were interviewing him, maybe why he was speaking so quickly was because he was trying to work on a Kevin Durant trade that happened later that night. Yeah. So he, if, if we had known that... We wouldn't have made them waste 10 minutes talking to us, but we did. So here it is. Well, I plan on
2: being active um, because I I care and I want to be involved. Like I said, I work for you guys. I work with the community. And so if I'm going to be accountable, um, then I I, I better be active. I better be involved. Now, does that mean I'm going to be, you know, in the office at 4 a.m. every day and say till 9 p.m. like I do maybe in my mortgage business? No, but it means I'm going to be out here a lot. It means I'm going to put great people in position to succeed, empower them with the resources that they need to succeed, and then hold them accountable. Success and being involved with that is—you got to be active. I got to know what everyone's doing. I can't hold the social media uh, leader accountable to create social media content if I don't understand what they do on a day-to-day basis and how they create the content and how they. Say, like, what, what, I got to be involved, and so I will be involved. That's um, something I learned from Isol about being in the weeds. i mortgage board of I have seven thousand people, and I'm in the weeds of every detail, and I love it.
1: Raise There's, your hand if you think Matty Ish is doing a good job right now. Well, yeah, so far um, okay, so good. good. I mean, what if? Thank you. <laughs> his first oh, day well, on you the didn't job. Agree? I'm trying to raise both. Okay, hands,
0: great. But, you know, no, you didn't. That was here. not a raising whatsoever. I'm actually trying to keep the show on my back that was right
1: now. Palm up. Oh. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I was like, yes. like, what are you talking? about? That's the about?
0: Italian raise of your hand right now. You just lift
1: your palm up. You think about this: you buy the team, you officially, you officially, you meet the press, and then all of a sudden, your first move. The first thing that happens is you go out and get Kevin Durant. Do, do you think that was by design?
0: <laughs> well, so there's a story on Sports Illustrated that Chris Mannix wrote, and he spoke with Matt Ishbia, and it's it's just kind of a Q and A. Q&A. Like Mannix gives you know a little bit of a background to the story that I think most Suns fans probably already have a pretty good idea of that. But then he uh, he had a, a sit down with Matt Ishbia, and some of his answers. It just reinforces what I think a lot of us are already feeling, that this is what you want in an owner. Now, we got to see how it plays out. I mean, what happens if a few years from now they're losing? And, you know, what, what does he do then? But, but so far he steps in, and thats it sounds like an exaggeration. It's not. Within 12 hours he had Kevin Durant.
1: But, you know, I, just to listen to you say that they're losing, what, what happens if they're losing? The only way that's gonna happen is if Kevin Durant is injured or Devin Booker. Well, I just right. mean a couple years from just, now. Even. Uh, okay, a couple of years from now, you got three years left after this season with Kevin Durant. Yeah,
0: but it, this, the story on Sports Illustrated, he is just is uh, just like all in, winning yes. all the time.
1: I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I can see your point in regard to winning a championship. Yeah, you know who knows what's going to happen at that point. But as long as you got Devin Booker and Kevin Durant on your roster, you're going to go. You're going to win enough games to be in the playoffs. That, that's almost a guarantee. You're good enough to do that. Now, are you good? enough to win the whole thing? That's a whole different question. Right now, they are. One of
0: the questions posed to Matt Ishbia in the story uh, on Sports Illustrated, they said the Nets and Sons talked about Durant in the summer, couldn't get a deal done, so what was, what was the difference here, right? Cause, and look, they said it right in the story, it looks like Matt Ishbia stepping in was the difference, right? Yeah, it does. So I'm not going to read his whole answer, but, but he talks about the, the process to get KD, and he says, uh, quote, it was not months, it was days and hours to put the deal together. I'm obviously a different variable, and obviously I had to understand the luxury tax and understand what that is, and that was about four or five, seconds of the conversation because that was not a discussion. <laughs> we were going to do what it takes to win and be successful and I believe in business money follows success not the other way around. So I'm not focused on every dollar. We'll make money. I promise we'll make money. That was the mentality. Unquote. Is that not if I if you went back in time and asked the Suns fan outside the arena 4 years ago, 5 years ago, what you would want your next owner to say is that not word for word what it is, and also by the way, it's true. You own an NBA franchise; you're going to make money. Yeah. You want to win, or is it just a thing where you can see your, people can see you sitting courtside arguing with fans or whatever? Yeah. You want to win? You're going to have to invest <laughs> some money.
1: You love that quote right there, didn't you? That was the money quote for you. That speaking was
0: speaking of money. Oh, uh,
1: literally, money quote. I mean, there's the money quote.
0: There's a few good quotes in here, but Success that one specifically follows money how that and how long did it take you to decide if you wanted to pay for Kevin Durant that was about 4 or 5 seconds of the conversation
1: actually that was a melabrob right there it was money follows success of course Yes. yes. Success, success first, go. then you get the money. Right, yes. exactly. you got to <laughs> have that success first. It's not just throw money. Don't throw money at it. Don't throw money. So much of our culture today, so much of it is about throwing money at a problem right there. When it really is about fixing the problem, it's not the money that will actually fix it. So much of the time, we just assume that, that that's going to be the case. When more times than not, it's actually about a plan that will fix it it and then you got to go out and do it with human beings and then after that success money will follow it i i I love his reasoning right there i really do um it's different and it is exactly what you'd want your owner to say but the reasoning though that that's a, a key element of this because
0: he's giving actual reasoning Like any owner can step in their first week or two on the job and be like, I'm all about winning. And then that's what I was saying earlier. What happens when you don't win? Are you still going to pour money into something if it's not yielding you results? But he's giving actual reasons. He's not up there just being a cheerleader (gasps) for himself. He's sitting there and he's saying, look, I mean, built this business, this mortgage business. Not out of nothing, but it was not a multi-billion dollar industry. And and a lot of this story goes into that mentality, which some of us, you know, if you're a Suns fan, if you follow the Suns, you've, you've heard a lot of this. But he, there's a lot of this story where he talks about why he was so successful in business is because he was so competitive. And he viewed it as competition because he didn't have competition in his life anymore because he wasn't yeah. playing basketball anymore. Yes. So now he actually has competition in basketball that he can sink his teeth into.
1: Yeah. What are you laughing at? Well, I'm just, it's just, your point is excellent. I agree with everything you just said. All right, let's end the right show there, right but, now. But I'm just saying, whenever anyone says, we built this business, or oh, built, no. the first thing you think of, right, Basin Onions, is we built this Yeah, thanks city.
0: for doing that. Now that's going to be stuck in my head forever. <laughs> I'm just saying,
1: Whenever I hear anybody <laughs> saying, we built this, you know, we built this, whatever it might be, it makes me think of that immediately. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, and I, I didn't ask you to play it. You I basically did, did. There's people out there right now that are listening to this, and they did not want to hear this. This is the yes. last song they want to hear. Me being among them. Uh, uh, who is this? Grace Slick? Is that her name? This is one of the Jeffersons. Isn't this Starship or Airplane? No, or? I
0: think it's Starship, right? Okay, I don't know.
1: I, I have no idea what it is right in, here, We're but, going to
0: break before we hit the chorus. Right, Thank we, you very much.
1: We built this city. No, no. And Matt Ishbia built this business on success um, before on, money yeah That's instead of on, on rock and roll well they went out and they got kevin durant that was the success now the money will follow yeah is not right yes this is the worst song of all time i
0: thought you were going to say you love this song no this it's feels, the worst song of all time pineapple on pizza of songs and you are an ardent no. supporter of pineapple no, pizza. <laughs> this is the worst song i've ever heard we have to get to break before the chorus hits no uh, yes no we do we <laughs> come back out Ladies and gentlemen, I have failed you by not getting us to break on time. Yeah, yes. Could the Cardinals pass on Will Anderson at number three? One mock draft believes so, and I hate that almost as much as the song we just heard. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.